greater love than the love that God has for me. Sister Wilson and I last night celebrated 26 years. That's my good thing. Sister Wilson loves me. But her love ain't as good as God. She loved me enough to be with me on earth. God loved me enough to be with me all of eternity. There's no greater love. And if you haven't found the true love of your soul, not the love of your life, but the love of your soul, I want to introduce you to him today. His name is Jesus. I want to revisit a very special passage of scripture. In June of uh, 2015, I preached a series here calling it The Wickedness of Sodom. I want to revisit one of the sermons from that series today, and the title of it is Don't Give Up on Lot. Don't Give Up on Lot. Why? Lot was, little background, Abraham's nephew, but he had kind of walked away from God and found himself in a very difficult place and, and really thinking that there was no way of escape. God arrested me with this thought today. We all know a lot in our lives. Somebody who once claimed to walk with God, but they are not seen in the fellowship. So I want to encourage you this morning, don't give up on lots. Don't give up on lots. I got a few lots in my family, amen. Anybody else with me got some lots in your family? Would you stand with me for the preaching of God's word? I want to welcome all of our visitors to the New Beginnings Community Baptist Church. We are an expository teaching and preaching church. And that means we believe in preaching through the entire book of the Bible, books and chapters at a time. Family? Comma by comma, and line by line. And we know that you could have been in one of over 500 churches in the Fresno area, but we're so glad that you're here with us on the beautiful campus of Fresno Pacific University. And so we don't take your presence lightly. We do invite you to study God's word with us. So please, ma'am, please, sir, boot up those iPhones. Look on with a neighbor. Let's go to Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19, verse 1. Genesis 19, verse 1. Very important that you look at the text. Well, it's more important to hear what he says than what I say. Commander, can you give me a little more volume here? Thank you, son. <laughs> Genesis 19. If you got a copy, say, I got it, Pastor. Amen. Now, the two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them, and he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. And he said, Hear now, my lords, turn into your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. And then you may rise early and go on your way. 
And they said, no, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and they entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread and they ate. Now, before they lay down, the men of that city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, uh -huh. and all the people from every quarter, surrounded Lot's house. And they called out to Lot and said to him, where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may get to know them. And they said, and Lot said, please, my brethren, do not do so wickedly. See, now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please let me bring them out to you, and you may do to them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they have come under the shadow of my roof. And they said, stand back. This one came in and stayed here with us. And he keeps acting as a judge. We'll deal worse with you than with them. And so they pressed hard against the man locked. And came near to break down the door. But the men, the angels that is, they reached out their hands and pulled Lot into the house with them. And they shut the door. And they struck the men who were at the door of the house with blindness both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. So Lot went out to them through the doorway and shut the door behind him. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Don't give up on Lot. Don't Give up on life. Look at somebody and tell them, neighbor. Neighbor. I know there's one in your house too. I know you ready to be through with him. But neighbor, my pastor wants to encourage you. Whatever you do, don't give up on life. Amen. Don't give up on life. Reverend Tate, what God said, son, about Sodom in Genesis 18 is still true. The people of that city were evil, corrupt, and sinful to the core. There was no way God could any longer look the other way on their wickedness. So in this text, when God sends the two angels to visit this place, it was time to destroy it. The angels were sent looking for just ten righteous people. For Abraham and his intercessory mission to God pleaded on behalf of his nephew and asked God to spare the city if he could find anybody that was still righteous there. Yeah. And there are three warnings and three lessons within our lesson today. They are as follows. Uh, number one, 
I want us to remind ourselves that there's a danger in flirting with sin. Number two, there are consequences for dwelling among the wicked. And then number three, there's an internal spiritual conflict when the believer practices sin. Y'all know the difference between practicing and slipping. Come on, talk. Okay, all right. Well, for the sake of our exegetical journey this morning, brothers and sisters, I want to identify for our learning three landmarks. Number one, we want to look at Lot's position, Lot's problem, and Lot's protection. Lot's position, Lot's problem, and Lot's protection. Y'all going to help me preach today? Keep your Bibles open. Let's walk through the text. Look at number one, Lot's position with me. Verse one. The text says, now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening. And Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them. And he bowed himself with his face toward the ground. When we arrive at this text, beloved, we see that the city of Sodom is settling down for the evening. Businesses are closing for the day. The movers and the shakers of the community are getting ready to leave their posts. The day has come to an end. When these two unexpected men arrive at the city gate into town in the evening time. Now, this picture is important for us because we see Abraham's nephew, Lot, sitting among the elders at the gate of the city. First of all, he doesn't belong in Sodom. Are you with me here? But he is there, and since he's there, sons and daughters, he has acquired a position of leadership in a wicked location. Lot had been in Sodom so long that he established himself as a businessman in a wicked location. Here it is. He is sitting in the gate with the elders, the rulers of the city, and he's doing business with them and holding office hours with them. Now, this is important because the gates of the ancient cities were generally arched entrances with deep recesses that had seats on both sides of the entrance. And it did this because it was a place of meeting in the ancient towns. Can I say some more? It was a place where there was both social interaction, judgment, and business transactions. And only those who had the wealth, yes, were able to occupy these seats. So Locke establishes himself as a wealthy man among a wicked people. Can I say some more? Either way you look at this picture, it shows us Lot's 
involvement as a resident mm -hmm. of a wicked city. Uh, yeah. It's one thing to live uh, in a wicked city. It's another thing to take on their cultural yeah, attributes. Y'all yeah, 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 yeah. in there? Yeah. Every visitor that came to this wicked place had to come through the gate of Sodom. That means that Lot had access to everybody who was coming in and going out. Yep. The men and elders of the city had what we call his first opportunity to offer the passerby or something. Uh -huh. To offer judgment on them or to enter into a, a position of transaction, yes. deal making, inspection, or mischief. Mm. In the wicked city that was known for its homosexual practices. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I don't want anybody to think pastor got homophobia, no? Because sin is sin. Y'all come on in here. Homosexual activity ain't no worse than lying. Overeating. Stealing. It's a sin like the rest of the sin. Are you with me here? This text is not about dealing with homophobia. It's actually showing you that God had a son named Lot who was in a place where he shouldn't have been. Don't give up on Lot. Can I say some more? The text goes on to say, brothers and sisters, that when Lot sees the angels, he bows. Did you catch that right there? He does this out of the traditional Middle Eastern culture. It was a form of greeting, right? He doesn't know that these men are angels. But he must assume that they are men of honor and prominence. Because they're coming to Sodom for something. Right, right. Perhaps he thinks, brothers and sisters, they are businessmen yeah. or people who are on an opportunity to invest some resources. Uh -huh. The Bible says that he invites them, y'all catch that right there, yeah. into his house to entertain them. Now, this also was a form of business. This also, John, was a time of opportunity to engage, son, in trade and commerce as a good businessman. He's networking. Right, 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 right. Y'all see the text? Yeah. Now, here's the application. For the sake of our text, Lot represents the child of God who's dwelling, mm -hmm. practicing mm -hmm. sin. Mm -hmm. he, he is the picture of how comfortable a believer can get when they're living in rebellion yeah, yeah. against God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot knows Yahweh, yes. but has chosen to live among the ungodly people yes. of Sodom. Yes. He's become comfortable yes. with his lifestyle. Uh -huh. He's become at ease with the culture. Yeah. He's become submerged in the darkness and at total comfort with all that is wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Sin in the life of the carnal believer can become a place where you no longer really are affected by the effects of wickedness. Right. Help me, Holy Ghost, to preach it all today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot is a man of business. 
and his job keeps him occupied in Sodom instead of his convictions demanding that he leave. See, uh, my, my mother-in-law, Mother Horton, used to say this saying. She said, son, sin will make you stay longer in the place than you want to stay. It'll make you pay more than you want to pay. Am I right right there? Well, what, what a way to look at this text, guys. The, the carnal believer, the one who knows God, but chooses a life of sin instead of their intimate love relationship with God is a picture of the one in the text today. But don't give up on life. Verse number two says, and he said, Lot did, hear now, my lords, after he bowed to them, please turn into your servant's house and spend the night Wash your feet that you may rise early and go on your way. And they said, no, but we'll spend the night in the open square. Verse 3. But he insisted strongly. So they turned into him and they entered his house. And then he made them a feast. Baked some unleavened bread. And they ate. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, here we see in this passage that Lot, yes, is what I call an aggressive man. Mm -hmm. What do you mean, Pastor? He's got resources, he has persuasion, yeah. and he has the ability to maneuver in the marketplace. Yes, he because he has something to offer this man, he's relentless and mm -hmm. trying to get them to come go with him without even wavering. Can I say some more? Being a man of business and wanting to impress the guests, he extends hospitality to them, trying to win them over. Are you listening here? For his own business perspectives and benefits. Here's another observation. Lot didn't know these were angels sent to destroy Sodom. And so he was not trying to protect them from the residents of Sodom. Are you with me here? Don't get the text ain't talking about that. Don't mix it up, right? This for Lot was a business matter. How do you know? Well, Genesis 13 tells me all about how wealthy he was and what happened to his attitude when he acquired wealth. Uh, yeah. Can I say some more? Uh, the angels know who Lot is, but Lot don't know who they are. They know he's Abraham's nephew, and, and they comfort him. And after they first declined to stay with him, he's persistent to have them in his home. And so finally, they just agree to stay with him. Can I give you some application? Yes. I notice here, family. That God, yes, can find his children in the midst of their sinful rebellion. He sends messengers to find them in their season of sin. And when he finds them, help me Lord, he always has a plan to deliver them and to rescue them. Even when they themselves, hey, 
don't have sense enough to get out of the trouble that they're in. Somebody ever say amen right there. Because I know I ain't the only one in here. I didn't have no sense to stop doing what I was doing. God had to send somebody. Come on, talk to me. To come and tell me that we got to get out of here. Am I making sense here? God has a way of sending help to the child of God. Even while they are in rebellion against his will in their lives. Can I say some more? Now guess what, guys? I'm talking about the person that knows the Lord. But they decide to go back to the world. The old church used to call it backslide. You get what I'm trying to say. The God sends his children, angelic visitors, to change their direction and to remind them of his purpose and his plan for their lives. That's why I'm talking to you, the messengers. Look, don't give up on lot. You got to go and get it. He ain't got sense enough to come out the crack house. He got six enough to come out of the gambling house, whatever. You got to go. They don't know how to come out the club. They stuck there. You got to go get them. Put your club clothes on and go get them. Actually, if you show did, get the club clothes on and go get locked. <laughs> All I'm trying to say is God always has a wish somewhere that's willing to come and see about the wayward believer. Listen, as children of God, we ought to be concerned, brothers, as the angels were for those we know that have gone astray. We can't give up on God. Easy to point the finger and talk about what they ain't doing and looking at them and laughing at them. Real love or draw you to go get As children of God, we ought to also be willing to go and see about them. Stay with them. And be available to minister to them. Even if they don't recognize who you are. Can't forget about love. America is just like Sodom. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. And there are some lots in this generation yeah, yeah. that need rescue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we are the angels of God, yeah. the angelos of God. Yeah. So we cannot give up on the lots of this world. Yeah. Well, that's Lot's position. Can I give you Lot's problem? Yeah. The text says in verses 4 through 9 what Lot's problem was. Bible says in verse 4, now before they lay down the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all somebody say all, all all the people from every quarter y'all see that? surrounded the house and they called to Lot and said to him where are the men that you brought in here tonight. Bring them out to us that we may get to know them. Boy, that text is (laughs) 
When we come to this portion of the text, family, we discover that the word has gotten out quickly now about Lot and his new guests. And in this verse, the true behavior of the sodomites comes out. For example, their lust for these men and the desire for homo, meaning same, right? Y'all do know what homosexuals mean. Homo, the first part of what means same. Right, right. Sexuality or sexual is sexual acts. Same sex. That's what the word means, right? Their desire for same sex activity is why God came to destroy the city. Genesis chapter 18, he announces why he was coming there. Listen, the Bible makes it clear that because of their sinful desires, that they surrounded Lot's house in an act of lust to violate these angels, these two men. The words in the text to get them to get to know them are words that reflect or yeah refer to sexual intimacy. Their demand for Lot to bring them forward indicates that this behavior, watch this, was not new to them or new to Lot. It was culturally acceptable uh-huh. in Sodom yeah. for men to be with men yeah. and for women to be with women. Uh-huh. Are you in here now? Yeah. And because Lot brought the men in their house, yeah. the men of the city, all the town, yeah, wanted their activity time with the men. It was expected that they should have an opportunity to do this. And so the entire city came out to either participate or to spectate. Because this was a wicked place. Can I give you the application? We shouldn't be so alarmed and shocked. Because in 2015, our Supreme Court passed a law. That declared it was okay for homosexual activity to be looked at as a covenant commitment called marriage. Our Supreme Court declared it to be a good thing for same-sex activity to happen in the land. Modern-day Sodom. Once again, I want to serve the world notice that the act of homosexuality is sin before God. And it is not designed for marriage, nor is it designed for humanity. Even the animal kingdom doesn't engage in it. Behavior. Are you in here now? And just because you make it constitutionally right, it'll never be morally right. God forbids it. And God will punish it. Just like He punishes all sin. Are you in here now? The consequences of that particular sin we see manifested. And physical illnesses like AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Of 
acquired immune deficiency system. You're right. Right? Amen. The results of that type of activity, that's forbidden. That's why God forbids it. I noticed uh, Sister Wilson and I were in Frisco not long ago. And we saw a sign in one of the stores there declaring that June is Gay Pride Month. And as a city, they were declaring and advertising for the city to come out and commemorate their abomination before God. The mayor participates in the Gay Pride Parade. Athletes, businessmen, executives, scholars, institutions of higher learning participate in the Gay Pride Parade. Somebody say all. All, all of the city is exhorted to come and celebrate what God has forbidden. Why did I tell you that? Sodom. Sodom in the text is alive and well today in our state. And just like in Sodom in California and Frisco, everybody was involved. Everybody was okay with it. Everybody understood it. Our own White House had pictures of it last year celebrating the rainbow. Come on, talk to me. Everybody understood the culture. Look, they talked the same language. They shared the same ideology. And they were not alarmed that what they were doing was unnatural to do. Yet while they were doing it, God sent judgment to the city. And the judgment came in the form of two angels. And while the judgment came down, they didn't even know that God's wrath was among them. Are y'all in here with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do something. I know you got a pulse this morning. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a few questions for you. Can I ask them right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will God not judge this sinful generation? Will God not judge the wicked hearts of men? Will God not judge the acts of immorality on a wicked nation? Will God not judge a nation that kills the unborn in the womb? Will God not judge a nation that tolerates and supports divorce. All right. I got it all right. Y'all yeah, yeah. can say amen. I love this stuff. got quiet in here right now. Well, God, I want you to be just as loud on this one. Amen. That's my here it comes. Will God not judge a nation that celebrates sex outside of marriage? Will God not judge a nation that parades same-sex marriage and homosexual intercourse before his throne? Yes! God will judge a nation that does these things because he's a God who can look in all the wickedness of humanity. If God would visit Sodom, then he ain't got no problem, man, you're visiting America. Woe to the country that thinks God has changed his mind about sin. Woe to the country that believes God's standards have changed. Woe to the country that believes God, yeah, thinks homosexuality is about love. Woe 
this. I didn't know you was coming, but since you're here, let me serve you. God ain't playing with your stuff. You think nobody see you creeping. Somebody's watching. And just to keep it biblically and contextually right, he always sends a messenger to warn you. Even when you wasn't looking for him. And I'll be that Angelos today. I'll be that angel today. The angel of the New Beginnings Church. When we come here to this verse, we see that Lot, he tries to work as a mediator of unrighteousness. Let me show you. Verse 6 says, So Lot, yeah, he went out the door to them when they gathered around the house and shut the door behind him. And he said, please, my brother, uh-huh. do not so wickedly. Right, right, right. You see him right there? All right. yeah. He's going to try to have a conversation right, right, right. with the wicked right. about their unrighteous behavior. Right, right, right. Tell somebody, you can't talk to fools. You can't talk to fools. Can I say some more? Same Lot's been among them so long that now he thinks he can reason with immorality. Oh. Right, right, right. That's oh. Right. Oh. 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 He thinks he can sit down, and talk about sin to them. Right. He thinks he can make lust behave. Yeah. Yeah. He thinks he has the ability to persuade the wicked to change their desires. Lot has lost his mind. He's in the sin with him, but now he's going to try to be a minister. Mighty quiet in a few rows. Somebody should tell Lot, brother, you lost your influence. And when you lose your influence, your words have no power. Somebody should tell him that his witness is shot. It ain't no good. He can't stand in the gap because he's compromised his integrity. And he's given up his right to be heard. Can I tell you, when you compromise your integrity, nobody's going to listen to you. Lot's problem was he become a resident of Sodom. Yes, he and now he was obligated to do what the rest of the city demanded. Lot's problem was he become affiliated with their behavior and was in no position now to stop them from this attack. See, daughter, it's hard to try to tell you about Jesus when you didn't move him into the apartment. Son, it's hard. It's hard, son, to try to tell him, you know, why you shouldn't be acting this way when you've been buying weed the whole time. Yeah. 
Oh, you done watched the pornography with them. Come on, talk to me. Now all of a sudden there's something wrong with it. You lost your influence. Lost problem was he become affiliated. Yeah. He was a part of their behavior. And now he was in no position to stop them from this attack. From wanting what they wanted. Because he sat in the gate of judgment and he had witnessed their wicked activity before. Lot didn't have a voice. He was a silent participant in their sins. Because he sat at the gate of judgment and witnessed their actions. They knew that he had no right to be righteous now. Right, right, right. And try to stop them from doing what they desire to do. As a pastor, God gives you in his calling something that I call as influence. And that influence lasts as long as I live in it. But when I go against the calling and choose not to be influential in my calling, you won't have to listen to a word I have to say. You'd be like, you can't tell me nothing about my man. He's in divorce his first, second, and third wife. So there's some stuff I can't even preach about now. Right, 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 right. Because my influence is gone. Yeah, yeah. And so it is with you. As a believer, you've got the ability to convene. The power of influence until you give it away. Wow. And then you got a problem just like Lot's. Yeah. See, remember Lot's problem was that he didn't know these guests were angels. Right, right. So he's trying to protect his interests. The businessman he thinks he got in his house. And so he begins to negotiate. Yeah, there it is. With the wicked men of Sodom. Now notice what else he said. Lot becomes a minority and does not agree with the sin that's about to take place, but because he's been among them so long, again, he has no godly influence to persuade them one way or another. Why is that important? Because perhaps if you are not this morning, the culture has taken your influence, your, your willingness to agree to participate in certain activities, has stole your influence. And you think you can sit on the fence, you can take their money and dance at the party and then influence them. No. That's gone. And just like Lot, they'll turn on you too if you try and stop them from preventing or rather perverting the innocent or spreading their poison to the one who was just like them. Look, look at what Lot says to them. Lot tries to make a deal with the sodomites. Uh Y'all in here? Look at verse 8. He says, y'all please calm down brothers, please. See now, I got two daughters. Uh They've not known a man. Please, let me bring them out to you. Mm -hmm. And you may do to them 
as you wish. Only do nothing to these men, since this is the reason they come under the shadow of my roof. And the crowd yelled back at him, stand back. If you came in and stay among us and keep acting as a judge, we'll deal worse with you than with them. And they pressed in hard against Lot, trying to break down the door. Notice when we gather at this verse, we see what I call as the highest form of their wickedness. Here it is. Their lust has driven them into a frenzy. And they've got to have these men for themselves. Here it is. Their evil desires to do harm and to sexually assault the innocent has reached what I call, beloved, a crescendo. Yeah, yeah. Lot has become such a wicked businessman that he too in his wickedness has reached a crescendo. Yeah, wow. Well, why do you say that, Pastor? He tried to give his babies away <laughs> for a business deal. Are y'all in here? Yeah, yeah. He became so carnal, he would allow the sodomites to hurt his own flesh and blood yeah. just to keep the deal alive in his heart. Remember, he don't know that these guys in this house are angels. He thinks these are men that have come to town to do business, right? In other words, he, yeah, here, here's some Snoop Dogg theology for you. He got his mind on his money and his money on his mind. And in Sodom, it's all about you. You'll, you'll give up your babies to make the next deal. Y'all in here? Yeah. I know y'all thought Sodom was only about sex. No, it's about greed, yeah. lust, yeah. and power, and me, myself, and I. Can I say some more? Living in a place like Sodom and participating in a sodomite ways will affect the way you think about your family. It'll affect the way you value your relationships. It'll affect the way you lead, Ashley. It'll affect the way you guide and protect as a parent. The sodomite mindset has slipped into life. And Lot has forgotten how he was raised. Abraham never raised him to do this. He's forgotten the way he was taught. He's forgotten the values he once embodied. He's trying to bargain his babies to save his money. He's trying to bargain his way to make the next deal. He's compromising with sin so he can get ahead in life. He's lost his way my brothers and sisters, and he's unable to see just how far he has fallen from God. I have a question here for you. Is there anybody here ever been to Sodom? Anybody here ever lost your way? Anybody here remember what it was like when you backslid from the Lord? And these same behaviors were your behaviors? You took the job for more money because you thought money was what you needed. And it was pulling you away from the worship experience. Anybody here know the dark feeling of trying to compromise with sin and can't make the deal work? Lot can identify with you. 
He stayed too long in Sodom. He's compromised his convictions. And now his family is in danger. Well, I talked to you about Lot's position in Sodom. I tried to argue about Lot's problem in Sodom. Let me land the plane by talking about Lot's protection in Sodom. The Bible says in verse 10, but whenever you see that, you ought to rejoice, especially if you just got bad news. That means that the writer is shifting their positions and something good is about to happen. Somebody say, but the men in the house, the angels, they reached out their hands. Y'all see that there? And they pulled Lot into the house with them. And they shut the door. Here it is. And they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, so that they became weary trying to find the door. Right, right. Y'all see the picture? Yeah. I'm a horrible actor, but you get the <laughs> When you come to this portion of the text, here you see God intervene yeah. in the life, hey, help me, Holy Ghost, uh -huh. of the backslidden lot. Yeah. He's about to get assaulted by the sin he's embraced. Uh -huh. But God intervenes. I can take you to the place where he snatched me. 
See, through their deliverance, Lot has been given a sign that he needs to leave Sodom. Are you in there now? He has been given a sign that he's no longer welcome or wanted in that city. He's been given a sign that God has made a way for him to escape. And Lot now has a choice to make because Yahweh has come to the rescue. It's time for me to close, family. But I need to tell you, don't give up on Lot. Because God ain't gave up on Lot. I'm glad today that the angels pulled him into salvation. I'm glad today. Notice this. They didn't reason with him. They didn't give him an option. They didn't ask if he would like to be saved. I'm glad they didn't give him the, the chance right. to come in on his own. Yeah. I'm glad they pulled him violently uh -huh. into the house. Yeah. Because this was an act of God yeah. pulling Lot back unto himself. Yeah. And he pulled you and I. Yeah. Yes, he brought us in, didn't yes, he? Yeah. And all those who've ever been saved yeah. have been pulled violently. Yeah. By the loving grace of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Redeemed by the mercy of God. Yes. And placed in the house of God. <laughs> Is there anybody here today uh -huh. glad you've been pulled to salvation? Come on, don't fool me now. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody here today yeah, yeah. glad that God still pulls those yeah, yeah. he's calling into an intimate personal relationship? Is there anybody here today glad to be redeemed yes. by the blood yes. of the Lamb? Yes. I'm glad today, I tell you, he's still pulling humanity. Yes. He pulls my sins and puts them on his son. Yes. He pulls my penalty and put it on his son. He pulled my sentence of death and put it on his son. And he pulled my time and sentence in hell and put it on his son. Out on the cross, when you see Jesus saying, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. He was not only drawing us to look at him to worship him, but he was pulling our sins upon himself. Yeah. And violently he took upon my penalties because yeah. he loved me. Yeah. Then went into the grave, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And in the grave, hell descended yeah. into the place where I should have been, pulling my penalty with him. And then early, Sunday morning, with all
with the kingdom glory. I'm glad today somebody didn't forget about me. I'm glad today that Biker and his ministry came into the lost between those juvenile hall. I'm glad today somebody told him there's a lot in the G unit. I'm glad today he came in and preached the gospel to me. And when I heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, I was pulled violently into a loving relationship with the God of heaven and earth. And ever since that time, I've been smacking me all over the world, trying to pull them into a loving relationship with Jesus Christ. Oh, hey, can I preach it all? I pulled some in Corcoran. that are separated from your love, from your grace. God, you made a way for us to come back to you. And so we pray right now, Lord, for the one that is that has never accepted your love, God, that you would draw them to you today. You've remembered them, God. Let them come into your holy presence today. For the one that has backslidden, the one that has walked away, the one that has turned their back on you, oh God, we pray that that, that, that as we know that you haven't forgotten about them, that to today, today, they would come back to you. Father, we pray that we would be the ones that would go into all the world and seeking to find those that are lost and that have lost their way. So move through this place right now, oh God. Speak to our hearts. Let your Holy Spirit call. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, would you stand with me? I know this is a tough message to hear sometimes. And I'm not going to re-preach it. I'm not going to tell you the things the pastor said. But 
But I, I, I want to make sure that when we walk away today, that our minds and our hearts are on the right message. Yeah. I don't want us to walk away and go tell somebody that Pastor Wilson preached against homosexuality today. All right. He preached against sin yeah. and how it separates us from a holy God. Yeah. He preached about that, that, that because we are separated, we, we can't participate in God's plan. But Jesus Christ went to the cross for us. If you want to take something away, understand that through this message, there's two things that you should be sharing. One, that there are lost people and that there are people who have lost their way. Yes. So for the lost people, those are the people that have never come to Jesus Christ, that have never come to God and given their hearts and their soul to Him. The ones that have never put their faith and their trust in, in the finished work at the cross. The invitation is for you today to come and receive salvation. The Bible says that God loves you so much that He sent His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Would you come today? Would you come and would you give your life to Jesus? Would you accept the free gift of salvation? Your sins have been paid for. The debt has been canceled. You've just got to say, yes, Lord. I believe, I repent, and I trust. But, 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 but right now, I think it's important that we just pause for just a moment. Let's get some business done with the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. My brother and my sister, you've come forward and, and, and uh, I want to ask, is it, your, is it your desire to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ today? Father God, Father God, 
I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And I need my sins forgiven. I need my sins forgiven. Oh Lord, I believe. Oh Lord, I believe. That you sent your son Jesus. You sent your son Jesus. To live a perfect and holy life. To live a perfect and holy life. And to sacrifice his life on the cross. To sacrifice his life on the cross. For my sins. For my sins. I believe God. I believe God. That Jesus didn't stay in the grave. That Jesus didn't stay in the grave. That you rose him from the dead. That you rose him from the dead. And he's alive today. And he's alive today. Oh Lord, I turn from my wicked ways. Oh Lord, I turn from my wicked ways. And I ask that you would come into my heart. And I ask that you come into my heart. And that you would save me. That you would save me. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. It's in your name I pray. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Come be part of the church. Come be part of the church so we can walk along with each other. So that we have the influence of God in our lives and not the influence of the world. Amen? Prayer is available. Membership is available. And just because we had two already that said yes to the Lord today doesn't mean that you can't take that opportunity if He's still drawing you. Don't lose the chance. today, God. We praise you for the lives that were rescued today. We praise you, God, because you are still adding to your kingdom. You haven't shut the door. You haven't closed it. You haven't put a uh, no vacancy sign upon heaven. And God, for that, we say thank you today. We thank you for our brother and our sister and we, we pray, oh God, that we would be the church that you would desire for us to be, to be able to walk alongside with them, God to make disciples, to teach them what your word says, to teach them how to follow what your word directs, and that we would be able to love on that old God. We thank you for what you're doing in the life of the New Beginnings Church, God. That our pastor would preach such a difficult message, but difficult times require difficult messages. So we pray that we would be we would be the good angels and we would share your message with the world today. I pray that you would help us not to be under the influence of the world, but under the influence of the word. Oh God, how we love you. We thank you, oh Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. If you can help me in this, this next 15 seconds, before the enemy tries to snatch away what you've learned. Would you just turn and share with your neighbor two things you got out of this lesson today. Just turn and say, this is what I learned today. Come on, tell them. They will tell you so you don't lose it. Two things you learned. Two things. Two things. Listen to the melody. 
Ensemble and I studied this morning is that God, who is a giver, when He saves you and I, calls us into a life of worship. And that life is to be spent in worship with God, giving, not just singing, but hearing the word, praying for one another, sitting under the authority of the word, and giving. No worship service is complete without your act of worship. And giving. Can I tell you, everything you own, God gave it to you. So it's not yours. You're just a steward of it. And he wants you to give back to him a tenth of every dollar, a dime of every dollar. He says, this is my you. The tithe is holy, Angelus, unto me. Test me in this. Try me and see. If you won't do this, I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for you that you wouldn't have room enough to receive. Here at New Beginnings, we have three forms or three ways you can worship. A white envelope is for those members to pay God their tithe. It's holy unto God. The yellow envelope is where we need your help. We want to build us a campus. We are on the university campus because I'm the university pastor here. But this is not our home. We want to build a place where we can worship God. And then the blue envelope is to tell your pastor how much you love him by giving him a small gift as well. Please, ma'am, please, sir, in your act of worship today, give back to God a portion of what God has given to you. As that good-looking crew, the ushers are passing by. Keep your hands up if you need an envelope. Keep your hands up if you need an envelope. That's me, Brother Window. I need an envelope. Amen. <laughs> Sister Taylor is coming with our announcements. Let's give her a hand as her and Brother Billings give us the divine information we're looking for. I just want to take a minute to remind everybody, visit our website, nbcbc.org. If you go there, you'll see our logo, and then it'll post or scroll to a picture of some, like, coffee and a notebook. There you can find all of the announcements that I'm about to read. So if, like, after church nap is hitting you and you can't listen to what I'm saying or you forget, it'll find you there. So here are our announcements. Prayer is the engine that drives the church. Corporate prayer will resume on Tuesday night at 6 p.m. in Pastor's office. Please join us as we intercede on behalf of our church. Fresno City Fest is quickly approaching. 
Don't miss out on the evangelism training sessions offered by the City Fest staff. Please check out the website for more information on those trainings and their locations and the times that they start. Also, if you got a prayer card um, during life group or when you came in, be sure to fill that out and give it to Reverend Williams. Calling all married couples. On Friday, February 24th, join our marriage enrichment ministry for the latest event, commemorating one another's gifts in marriage. This event will be hosted by the Andersons. Are we here today? Yes. Can you please stand? to RSVP. This is a potluck event, so bring your favorite dish and come out for another time. On Saturday, February 25th, our very own Jessica Jackson, I don't know if she's here today, she will be speaking at a women's prayer breakfast at the Friendship Baptist Church. The topic will be Unity, my sister's keeper. Please visit our website for more information about that as well. Also on Friday, February 24th, AV will host its first I Walk Rally here at Franklin Pacific. So please come out for that event as well. Uh, more information about the location will follow. We'll, we'll share that night. Um, who we will be inviting as far as guest speakers and special artists. Um, we have a lot of really fun and exciting things in store, so come out and support us on that night. And our last announcement is following City Fest, we will have another citywide revival on April 18th through the 21st with Dr. Manuel Scott Jr. This revival will start with the youth night at Saints Community Church of God in Christ and close at the Westside Church of God with Dr. Manuel Scott Jr. More information on that can be found on our website as well. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Katie. Grace and Joy Church. Grace and Joy. As we were saying, she was saying, there is actually a training tonight at Mountain View Church at 3600 North Fowler Avenue. So if you have an opportunity, go out and learn to be a friend of the festival. We're going to teach you and train you how to evangelize and witness for Christ. Amen. As Pastor was clearly preaching today, there's still lots out in the world. Yes. And I guarantee you, we all know some of them. Right. We need to be snatching it back. Pastor put that image when I was a little kid, he'd do something wrong, mama would snatch you up. Amen. Yeah, he's a good actor. I don't know what. <laughs> Just give him a Academy Award for that actor. Amen. Well, praise God. Uh, once again, still we're taking a hygiene product in the back to put our kids together for the homeless. So if you guys haven't got an opportunity, Wednesdays and Sundays we still have uh, collection opportunities. Amen. And if you guys don't know what to bring, whatever you use, bring it. Amen. Amen. So we encourage you this Saturday, meet here at 9 o'clock. We got a crew that's going to Stratford. Amen. We're going to go um, support Pastor Chris Garcia at the church there and get out in the neighborhood and witness and evangelize for, for the kingdom. Amen. Looking forward to seeing you. 9 o'clock here. We'll meet here and we're going to carpool to Stratford. Amen. God bless you. Brother Deacons, would you come forward? One final announcement.
many of you didn't know, but uh, the first week in March, Reverend Billings, would you stand again for me? Reverend Billings, Deacon McBee, and myself will be traveling to Africa, to Rwanda. This is a country where ABI started in over 10 years ago. We've been asked to come back and, and train and equip some of the leaders when we were there the first time, went out and planted churches. And they're growing. Now it's time to go back and visit those churches. Come on, say amen. Very excited and very excited. They emailed me last week and said, a week before last, they said, Pastor, can you bring clothes for the babies? They planted churches in indigenous areas where children don't have clothes. And so I said, yeah. Y'all yeah. know I don't know nothing about that. But how this will work is the brothers and I will have to take extra bags and we'll roll up those clothes as tight as we can get them and get them in those bags. I'm, I'm just going to say, let's just do children's clothes. They're smaller. We can get a lot more in there. And then hygiene kits. Also for the for the the, the, kid, the kids in the in the, the regional areas, soap, toothpaste, and stuff that's very expensive, and the stuff that the tribal communities don't have. Um, so toothpaste, soap, help me, toothbrushes, deodorant, small deodorant, no perfumes or anything. No hair, no hair products or anything like that. Just that I think that'll go a long way. And so, in addition to our local drive, we're gonna have our international drive. Then I need, I need a bunch of missionaries that can help me load these suitcases because they can only weigh so much. Okay, so we're gonna need your help. Can you guys help me do that? We'll go and bless our congregations that are there and spend some time. Yes, ma'am. What size clothes? Thank you, good question. I'm going to say um, the Africans are not as big as our children, so I'm going to say toddlers, infants, on up to maybe fifth or sixth grade. Huh? Two to 12. Five to 12. Yeah, two to 12. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for your hospitality and giving. Last thing, last thing. Thank you, uh, Sister McBee and Brother McBee, for hosting the Africa meeting yesterday on Saturday. Amen. Please, if you're interested in doing mission work with us in Cape Town, South Africa, this summer, please, ma'am, please, sir, see either Deacon McBee and Grandma's with the baby. Wave your hand. Amen. Or his queen. Amen. Lady McBee. I need your help. Our giving has fallen off with the yellow envelopes. The, the building campaign. Reverend Tom, thank you, son. He did an excellent research project for us. He assessed all of the givers in the church. Who was giving, who was an active member, and who was continuing to give in multiple areas in the church. 80% of our congregation give tithes. Let's praise God. Right? That means 20% aren't giving 
or you're giving and you're not designating it, or you're just giving it and we don't know how to how to assess it. There's a lot of loose offering. That's fine. I know you want to be anonymous. I ain't mad at you. But I also need to know how to assess the giving of our church. When you give that way, it says that our goal of 100% giving isn't being fulfilled. We cannot live at Fresno Pacific University. Amen. You are here because I am here. Amen. Are you with me here? I don't want to be, y'all do this with me. I don't want to be here forever. Amen. I want to serve y'all full time. Go like that. Amen. Okay, amen. I don't want you to think, oh, Pastor, comfortable. Are you kidding me? Pastor, tired. I want to serve you full time, but I need us. I need us to do this. So we can find and get the place where we can erect so we can serve one another. Amen. Amen. Please, ma'am, please, sir, you can do it online. Go to www.nbcbc.org and click on the link there that says giving. You can give there as well. I love you, New Beginnings. You've been an amazing church. And I know you serve an amazing God. And he won't give up on me. Amen. He won't give up on me. Would you stand? Would you stand? Now would be a good time to get that kiss from that neighbor who holds you just good. Wow, wow, wow. Would you grab that hand while I give us the benediction and our operatory? Father God. Thank you for reminding us not to give up on lives. Help us this week to be intentional with reaching those who've walked away from you. Help us to be intentional about how we spread our love, how we share our love, how we speak of your love. Would you open doors for this church that we may be better witnesses for you in this great city Pull us even closer to you. Change, transform. Lord, and stretch our minds and hearts for you. Help us to be better witnesses as we go forward from here. Now, may the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide upon this great church as we gather again this week for Bible study and fellowship. Take us to our home safely and bring us back again at the next appointed time. In Jesus' name, all God's people say amen. Amen. And amen. If you'll turn and face the outside aisles, beginning in the rear, please march around. Please march around and bring the Lord's worship gift.